Okay, this is Brian, and you're going to hear from uh, my co-host, Chris Messina, of course, in a second. But I want to state this very clearly again. This is a unique, special episode. Two weeks ago, a longtime listener to this podcast reached out, wanted us to talk about their experience as a tech startup in Ukraine. We're going to hear about that startup right now, Lemon.io, hearing from the founder, Alexander Volodarsky. But the listener that got in touch to make this all happen was in a bunker because there was shelling at the time of this recording, so they couldn't participate in the recording. So yeah, and also check out the show notes for links given to us directly from Alexander. If you want to help the Ukrainian cause, these are the links and charities and nonprofits he suggests, including those who take crypto. Alexander Volodarsky, thanks for coming on the Tech Meme Ride Home experience. Pleasure to be here. Um, just let's start by telling me about Lemon.io, which is the company you founded. Um, how old is Lemon? What does Lemon do? Just give me a basic background on your, on your company. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, Lemon.io is, is a marketplace of edit engineers. What we do is uh, we connect... Um, we connect companies who are looking for engineers and, and, and engineers who are looking for work. Um, and uh, what we do is we test um, and that we test and uh, interview developers from from one side to make sure that they have the skills in place, the hard skills, and especially the soft skills. That is, uh, the lack of soft skills is, is usually the, the the biggest problem of of uh, unsuccessful projects. Also, we do the same on on the client side. So we make sure that those are projects that are developers looking for because they want to work with uh, developers that we work with. They want to work with uh, technical people, you know, the companies who have designs in place and specs in place. And, you know, they they just know how to work with developers directly. So we make sure that those are companies, too. And then we match uh, developers and companies based on on the on the skills that they're looking for and the, and, and, and the projects developers are looking for. This is what we do. How how many years have you been operating? Yeah, we started uh, actually. We started uh, this company six years ago, mm-hmm. but it was a different business model. At the beginning, we started as a it was just a side hustle. But when it developed to a something that looked like a company, it was a, a kind of Uber for for web development projects. So it was mostly <clears throat> small uh, small and medium sized businesses, e commerces or uh, small agencies coming to submit projects like. Uh, you know that that, are, that were um, uh, in a range of two to twenty hours of work. Um, you know, create a page, uh, move a button. I don't know, fix a bug. Um, and we were doing this for a few years, and it didn't work out. We couldn't scale it. So when it was, it was working well when uh, it, we got we got people from referrals. But when we tried to do marketing, we actually couldn't scale it. Uh, it was operationally hard. And then uh, almost exactly two years ago, we pivoted to Lemonio. Before the company name was Coding Ninjas. Uh, so we pivoted to, um, to 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 a new business model where clients are um, companies are looking not to to do some projects they're looking for to to place person in the role and then they can manage them directly uh, and we rebranded uh, to to a current brand and renamed the company to Lemonade. And uh, how many how many roughly devs are on your platform over the last <laughs> six months or so? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how many um, developers in general, but mm-hmm. active developers uh, that are on on projects or looking for projects around, um, I don't know, like several hundreds, uh, sure. something around maybe six hundred. I, I, yeah, I, I don't keep up with that, but 
but in general, developers that are in Butterbase, there's uh, tens of uh, thousands of developers, but we, um, we ping them from time to time, but we require some um, a specific uh, level of skills to be able to work with our clients. And, and how many employees? Um... We have now uh, 47 employees. 47. Yeah. Um, so one little detail that we've left out of this description so far is you were founded and based in Ukraine, correct? Yeah. So um, what uh, we're recording this uh, March 24th. Uh, today, as I speak to you, what is the operational situation uh, for, for Lemon.io? <clears throat> I mean, it's uh, um, so until a week ago, uh, we we had to kill most of our operations in the company just to be able to um, to to keep the essential operations alive, uh, because um, from the from the beginning of the war, most of the developers became unavailable. Uh, not developers, I'm sorry, employees were unavailable. Uh, there are a few people who were mobilized. There are you know a lot of people who had to relocate. And just first two weeks, you know, we 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 we. And us also, but also um, our employees had to had to be busy with their stuff. So what we did is we killed like you know creating new features or customer development. All all this went you know went away, and we just had to work with developers and work with work with customers. That's what we did for the until until last week. Now we're you know literally coming back because most of the most of employees were able to relocate, find safe places, and you know. Uh, we are able to um, manage to, you know, working space for themselves. Again, like I, I don't think they have any any working space. They have just, you know, those people mostly, you know, went to their relatives or friends and live there. You know, they, they gave them one room to to be there. So that's what I mean by working space. I'm the same. I, I was able to evacuate my family to Israel, but we live at our friends. So they gave us uh, two rooms. Uh, it's six of us. My my friends. Me and my wife and two kids. So uh, working space, I mean, like are able to go online and be, um, you know, be available. But again, like most of most of most of uh, people are not as productive if they weren't. We don't expect them to be. Um, but um, uh, operations are coming back little by little right now. I mean, this this it just it sounds. I mean, incredibly stressful, and I, I can only imagine. You know, trying to get work done, trying to sort of think about you know tasks and like Jira and bug fixes and all the rest. When you know, literally, like you know, whether there's bombs falling or um, you know, you're, you're just trying to get your family together and your effects together. What has been your, I guess, your approach um, to? Um, sorry, by the way, Brian, are you recording? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, what has been your approach to? I guess, coaching your staff and getting them ready for this, you know, like, as you mentioned, you know, one of the things that, that lemon focuses on are those soft skills. And so here you have a situation totally un unprecedented that I, I certainly, you know, as a, as a former founder, never imagined that I would have to deal with. So what has been your approach, I guess, maybe even to, to prepare yourself or to think about this and then coach and, and work with your staff to, to help them through this process. So we were trying to get to, to get ready, but we don't know. We didn't know anything uh, like we, we, we before. So before the war started, uh, two weeks before that, I think there was a lot of speculation in media about, you know, the possible invasion. And and we sat down, we saw that people are stressful and we said, OK, we have to, you know, prepare some some kind of something. 
What was your sense? Like, like, did you think it was going to happen? I mean, my understanding is that a lot of people just really didn't think that it was actually going to happen. You know, people were in kind of either denial or just sort of like, oh, it would never happen. And, you know, I mean, you guys had the, the, the experience in 2014 with Crimea. So, you know, that, that's real and that happened. But, you know, what was your sense for whether it would pick up again? Like, I guess, like, going into this, how much did you think you really would have to, like, deal with it? So the war did start in, in, in 2014, uh, not on, only in Crimea, but also in on the eastern uh, two, two eastern regions, Donbass and Lugansk. And uh, yeah, we were in denial. Like lo- looking back, like if if I was not in, in this kind of denial, I would probably be able to do something else and something more, something you know that will give us more results in terms of safety for for police and the family and everyone. And we were in denial, even though even though like I was like. We did some rules, um, you know, and did some, not coaching, but uh, we did a few stuff that I'm going to talk about. Um, uh, I think it was uh, a week or two weeks before the war started. Uh, but like in reality, it's, uh, I, I don't know if I can tell it here, but it's like total crap. I mean, uh, looking back, like only a few things were meaningful, but the rest was like, we didn't know. I, I was never at the war, right? We, I don't know like how it looks like. Because I'm gonna tell what we did. And like we first of all, we gave two months uh, uh, salary advance for everyone uh, who's in Ukraine, just because like if something happens, there's full invasion, the you know banking system collapses, they cannot get cash. At this time, cash is the most important to move around to get mm-hmm. you know foods and everything. So we did that, and it, it was smart, and I'm I'm really happy we did that. Even though there was no collapse of banking system, it became really um, hard to get cash. There were huge lines in the in the ATMs, and you know, uh, in in most places the branches were closed. <clears throat> and then we said, okay, um, if you um, also what we did was smart. We made people sure that everyone who is mobilized, they will keep getting salary until the company is alive, uh, and you know they will go fight the war and protect us, and they will keep their salaries, their work. They will come back to the same working, you know, working roles and everything. Uh, <clears throat> even though those people who want to volunteer, they will also get paid full salary, no question asked. If you uh, have to take care of your family or relocate, or you know, unless you're relocating to Russia, you're going to get the same salary, and you know, no question asked about your decisions. But then we said. Okay, if something happens and you feel unsafe, come to this city, to this location where one of our founders, <clears throat> and we will, you know, help you find accommodations and, you know, and and so on. We'll help you over there. It's like on the western. It's a western city called Lviv, and <clears throat> and also we said that if uh, if the connection goes down, there is no internet and no phones. You also you go to this connection and go to this location, and we will help you. First of all, we were dumb thinking that people actually go going to go to this location because people have their own plans. Like, first of all, they have families all around Ukraine, and then go to the, to another Western city. Um, second, uh, you know, a lot of people have families. Um, like one one girl, she, her mom didn't want to move. They were in Kharkov. Kharkov is one of the cities that was uh, hit the most, and she didn't feel safe to go from her apartment, so they stayed with her mom in the apartment. And we didn't even think that there was be would be a circumstance where people wouldn't want to leave with such kind of you know. Then they had a they had a missile hit the next next entrance of their building. They had to go to the uh, to the basement, not even a bomb shelter. They stayed in basement two two weeks, and like two weeks like uh, last week, we were able to to get them out from Kharkov to to the western city. So we, we we didn't even think this is possible. You know, it was not an agenda. You know, there are things you, that you know that you don't know, and things you don't know you don't know. This is one of the things. Then, like, um, I actually overslept the 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 sirens, so I didn't hear them. 
I woke up an hour after, and by the time we were like um, uh, thinking like we have to leave the city, we, we lived in Kiev, uh, the roads were blocked. Like all the people wanted to leave, uh, the roads were blocked. There were people who stayed like 20, 30 hours in, 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 in traffic. And like, this is one thing we also didn't, didn't know, like how we were able to, we were planning to get out people from the cities, just, you know, roads are blocked. You cannot go out of the city. Uh, and the, and the cities on the west they are packed. We were not able to rent anything, so we had to manage uh, the people who did actually go to. We had to we had to find places by someone we know, and uh, so place them. So all these things were just uh, crazy in terms of we just didn't you know we were very naive and foolish thinking that we would be able to do anything at all. And it was hard, it was hard to find drivers. A lot of people didn't have cars. Like if you want to go by train, like. If you ever saw those um, images where, like in Kharkov, yep. there are like one train mm -hmm. that, yep. you know, uh, can contain maybe three, four hundred people, even yep. standing and sitting. And there was like, you know, a few thousand people standing in line. And uh, um, yeah, so I uh, didn't didn't think it's possible. So we tried to coach them in, in a way that you tell me, even with sort of like, you know, download offline maps. And I was, we were thinking, mm -hmm. we, we, think, we thought we were smart, <laughs> you know, we gave mm -hmm. them like minimum, uh, we... We, we did we just did before two weeks before that we did a training uh of the first aid it was a we had a corporate mm. event we decided to do that not connected to war we do this we did this once a year before before COVID. uh and like we knew like what kind of medicine do you need like first uh, first aid and we gave it a list so with we, we thought we were smart but at the end uh we were you know looking back like very naive and very hopeless uh like especially we have several people who are um in um uh, <clears throat> who are in uh, occupied cities right now and cannot, there's no chance for them to get out. Like, you know, at some point, like one of the teammates, she managed, messaged me, like, we are, we cannot get out and we have almost no more food left. And like, very hopeless and very naive and huge mistake. Like if I was here, um, I don't know, four weeks ago, I would probably get everyone who, who wanted to go, get everyone out of the country. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't care the money, about the money, about everything, just to not, not to get to this place. Um, can, I, can I ask um, <clears throat> a, a really basic practical question? What are the tools that you're using uh, to stay in touch? Or, or even what, what tools are Ukrainians in general using to keep in touch? <clears throat> so uh, um, uh, the, we, we use Slack and it works fine uh for us uh the people who are in occupation and they have uh, much worse um, access to connection we we use uh, telegram um my uh um our, you know our hr she's in touch more with people and uh, she she probably uses telegram or uh, calling them depends on this year there's one person who they don't have um their um access to mobile internet is very poor uh, they uh, the russians hit one of the one of the stations so one of the company doesn't work and they what they did smart they did inside country roaming so if your if your provider is not available you can freely you know access another provider uh, but still like he almost doesn't have internet so yeah uh, for that uh, calls are better but telegram is uh, is one of the biggest one even though there were a lot of rumors that telegram and i don't know if it's true but telegram is working with the fsb um you know still like a lot of people use telegram um, the, so basically we're in a situation where a certain percentage of your employees either made it to areas that are not currently occupied or have made it out of Ukraine entirely. 
um, and a certain percentage are still in country. Um, obviously, you know, um, I imagine that you are all doing what you can to help people that that are in immediate danger. Um, right. The folks that have made it to relative safety, I'm curious, is keeping Lemon going? Is has it been useful for them to still feel like there's there's some some normalcy? There's some you know. I'm just curious about the morale in terms of the the, the company and and continuing to work. The morale is very down, down, and I didn't expect anything like going back to normal. So we expected this, and we're okay with that. Unless um, you know, I mean, we're, we're not okay for people being down, but we uh, we we don't push, we, we don't put any pressure on them. A lot of people just don't work most of the day, and they are available when they're available, and we're okay with that. First of all, like even in in relatively safe safe places, they still are subject to sirens. And uh, like, uh, you know, like, yes, um, I'm sorry, not yesterday, on Monday we had a call and I just tweeted this uh, today that like, you know, it was twice we had a break for uh, for a uh, air rate um, alarm. And, uh, you know, the other the other person who is CMO, he, he didn't have to uh, c- connect to the call, but he's he's in the in military now. Um, so he, he connected and it was, uh, it was kind of nice to see him, but, uh, you know, he was driving the car in, in his uh, arms and everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, morale is very down. And like, even when we get, uh, in Lviv, there was a meetup of our uh, team, uh, who are in Lviv. And like, I asked my co-founder, like, you know, how did it go? He said it was, it was fine, but like people are very down. They're speaking about, uh, evacuation uh, or their, um, significant others who may be mobilized and, uh, you know, like how do they volunteer and like, yeah, people, everything changed. Like n- nothing will go back to normal for a long, long time. I guess I had a couple of questions. Um, <clears throat> you know, you did, you did mention or allude to some of the, I don't know, I suppose the, the perception or the confusion or the question about Telegram. One of the things that's been kind of hard to, I guess, understand and relate to is the information environment. Um, and so I'm very curious to know how, how you're making sense of this moment, how you're finding out information, how you're discovering things, um, you know, t- what media is reliable for you and trustworthy. What are you again telling you know your staff or, or the people you work with about how to make sense of of, of what's out there? And yep. you know, the, the, fir- the first uh, week uh, or two weeks were kind of messy because you were down on the phone, you know, check even like on the road, you're checking all the time what's happening. Uh, now, like last uh, last uh, week and a half or two weeks, I'm in a very strict uh, information diet because it's really hard to keep. You know, mm. it's really hard to to leave. And like, if you if you're just reading and you're getting those notifications in Telegram that this happened, this happened, it's just impossible. Uh, so and and also like the people I spoke to, people who got out of the country and just in terms of whatever they are feeling will influence the the environment and and, and their teams. And it's 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 very important to stay sane and in you know. Try to live your life, you know, if you're outside of, of Ukraine and you can live your life, it's better to do that and show that, you know, there's still possible life and and be be a more positive person because you influence the rest of the team. Uh, in terms of information, like right now, I uh, I don't, uh, I, I decide not to read any analytical um, articles because, I mean, they don't they don't say anything like the, you know whatever they their assumptions are in the end will be fifty fifty right it will happen it will not happen 
Mm. So, uh, and just if you feed yourself with all this information, you stay stay inside all the time. It's just impossible to keep saying that. And also, you aren't productive. Me, uh, I got out. Uh, we we relocated to to Israel, uh, and you know, for me, the main task right now is to to be as productive as possible, so the rest of the team can keep you know getting their salaries, and we have enough revenue because we 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 did, we pay salaries and all the expenses, and the rest, all the profits we give to the army and volunteers. So it's like the most I can do, like re- by reading news, even reposting news will not do any 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 great uh, value to the country, to the people. So I I, I have the tell, what I read um, is just, um, I don't know how to explain, like technical things that happen, like um, just to be in touch with reality, like, you know, what places are safe, what places are not safe, and, uh, you know, what, you know, what direction it's going, but no, uh, no analytics. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. We, we still um, have a lot of uh, families and and friends over there, and we you know keep up what's happening over there. But like, I I go this, to to those Telegram channels only once, uh, only once or twice a day, just to check you know hundreds of messages that came, but it's muted and archived, so I don't I don't see it. Uh, try not to look at it. How how are you doing? What is your state? I'm fine to be honest. I mean, kind of, kind of guilty to say that, but I, uh, I, I feel fine. Of course, it's all uncomfortable, and uh, uh, and there is a lot of stress. But uh, you know, um, if uh, to compare to the rest of the people who are in in real danger and real stress, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel kind of kind of sane and uh, fine. Very, and- very much. Uh, uh, you know, you feel responsibility, and this actually keeps you keeps you really sane. Totally. There are no 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 other options. Like before that, I I got a I, I got a question. Like uh, once someone asked me, like as 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 a founder, like what do you do when you get burned out? Like you just you <laughs> know next day you just go to work and like there's nothing you can do. Like, it's a completely different. Every year, like like if you feel depressed, like what do you do? Like you feel undepressed, you know? You just go into the work and like you know, not nothing. No no not not many options. I mean, to that point, I mean, it does, it must be somewhat clarifying. I mean, you know, to have that purpose and to know that people are counting on you. And, you know, so, so in that regard, you know, I think it's, it's, it's so important, I suppose, to, 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 to keep going, to keep it together, you know, on, on behalf of your team. I guess, you know, the last question I would ask is, you know, when you do think about, and if you do um, think about, you know, next steps and like what, where do you want this to sort of, you know, go for you and your team? Like, how do you see this kind of evolving maybe, you know, in the next even couple of weeks, like, do you have some steady state or any other next steps for how to keep your team kind of, you know, together or motivated or, or anything about the future? Until, until like this week, I was, um, you know, I, I dismissed all, all our OKRs or all, all our goals for this year. And I said, like, our two goals is just um, keep, this, uh, you know, keep the salaries and donate every, the rest to the army. Now I realize that we need just just need to get back on track on low cars. And again, it's not me caring about our growth or revenue, but the wins and the kind of, uh, you know, this positive um, positive attitude and positive perspective is very important to people well-being. So we'll, we... Again, no pressure to the to the to the team, and we, we but we still we decided we'll keep hiring. So we are, we have like five or seven uh, open uh, roles, uh, and uh, we'll keep hiring, we'll keep growing by buying advertisement, and we opened to 
um, I think 15 more um, countries in Europe. And like in the next couple of months, we're going to open to Latin uh, countries uh, for for engineers in, in those countries. And just and, and this, I saw that this actually changed how people feel just because they uh, have goals and they just can you know relate to 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 wins and it's it's very important. Yeah. Uh, final two questions, but very much to that end. Um, the first one being, um, we've got thousands of listeners in Silicon Valley in tech companies around the world. Is there a way anyone listening in tech can can help Lemon? .io specifically. Uh, Lemon.io, I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to. I think it's better to help, to help someone else. There are a lot of people who are need. We, uh, as as a company, we're actually doing fine. Again, there is a there there is a there is a there is a lag a little, but uh, you know we, we're fine. But uh, I think the most important um, to 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 be able to help people directly. Um, after I, I tweeted about you know my intention to keep people salary and th- this kind of went uh, went viral and after that we had a lot of clients who reached out to us and said like our developer is unavailable um, because he is you know he is uh, mobilized or in digital places but we want to keep paying them salaries so this is very very generous from their sides because like this is my team but usually you know those developers are temporary developers for a few months they hire them you know sometimes they hire them for for one two years but again it's temporary work uh but they still decided to to keep paying the salary so helping people directly is is very important because um like there are a lot of big organizations like uh red cross and everything but right now the most people in need are being helped directly so first of all there is a direct help to army uh, I uh, I can you know you can post links uh, I can share it with you. There are a couple of funds that are very very transversy and uh, are helping our army since you know the war started in 2014. Uh, and there are some really great projects. First of all, a lot of people if you if you saw this went online to Airbnb and just started booking mm-hmm. uh, booking stays in 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 in, a, in a cities where you know cities don't even exist anymore. And they keep those, you know, book and the, and the money go go directly. And there is a, a great uh, initiative one uh, uh, by one of the VCs over here in Ukraine. They uh, you can uh, pay, you can donate like one k to to them, and they will send this one k to a specific family who is in need, who is in this current situation. Um, and there, there are a lot of initiatives actually, you know, to to help, but helping directly that you know that this money will go directly to something now we'll go to organization that then will spread the money and you know but directly to army directly to volunteers that will take this money and you know not like 30 40 percent will go to operations it's it's very important at this point uh i i we're gonna talk offline and i'm going to make sure that in the show notes there will be links to um whatever charities or whatever um that alexander specifically would uh, recommend people donate to. So anyone listening that that wants to help, um, this is this will be directly from Alexander. Um, if so you if you don't mind, I will add also a great help if, if you can hire um, uh, local businesses to do mm-hmm. stuff for you. There are a lot of design agencies, development agencies. There are a lot of uh, people who sell something. So this will help them to keep their their jobs and their employees jobs and pay taxes. And this is also like you know something you can participate so try to try to shop and employ uh in ukraine if if at all possible is also your suggestion yeah um alexander i want to thank you so much um i i say this from the bottom of my heart 
I'm sure from everyone listening as well, uh, God bless you and uh, everyone in your team and, and be safe and, and be well. And, and thank, you for, thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for sharing my story. Um, I'm uh, really, really thankful. I think this will do a lot of good. Thank you.